Hi, with Julian on the brown note and how to make friends and influence people. Feminism and trans rights. One of the most contentious and binary and vicious areas of um, aggression, certainly online, there is today, which has come to a head a lot in um, the recent visit of Poser Parky, aka Kelly J. Keen, to Australia and New Zealand. Um, she is like most of the people on this side, basically a grifter. Uh, many of these people who masquerade in the right-wing populist world are basically entertainers of an ilk rather than serious. They're, they're doing it to whip up funds. But my article here is about feminism and trans rights, which is it's become an alarming trend. Um, where feminism is completely sidelined. And I'm talking about cis women or biological women or whatever you want to call them and left-wing feminism. There is only left-wing feminism unless you believe that all of the people standing with Poser Parky, Parky Poser, I lose track, Poser Parker, um, unless you think that these anti-abortionist, handmaid's tale, crumb maiden of the apocalypse people like Pauline Hanson are feminists. Um, that's not feminism. Feminism's left wing. You can't be an anti-abortionist and be feminist. You can't vote down pro-women legislation. If you took the trans issue away from all those One Nation-esque people that were standing with uh, Kelly J. Keane, they would vote down every pro-woman piece of legislation that came before them and they have done historically there's no feminism there but what has happened to actual cis feminism that relates to cis women alone and is left-wing by definition it's been sidelined in silence and i think it's increasingly difficult for people who are cis women who are left-wing feminists to have any sort of voice where they aren't cut off at the knees with the vitriol from one side or the other. Um, so we had um, Posey Parker, and we had you know the, the the whole Nazi salute thing, and <clears throat> I really didn't go for the um, the attacking her with soup, violent soup episode, uh, or any of the shoving and pushing and all of this. There are two reasons. If you look at those Nazis doing their salutes, those people are one step away from domestic violence charges. These are violent people. They think about violence all the time. They go to the gym to train to be violent, to the left, specifically to the left. So if you think it's okay to charge the stage that, she, that Kelly J. Keene is speaking on and perform an act of assault, physical assault on her, no matter how soft that is you are giving a green light to people who are naturally much more violent to do the same back and those people want to they want to be aggressive and the other thing i'm against it is because of optics you may think that the wall-to-wall -wall coverage of um kelly j Keane's visit to australia and new zealand was 100% on your side, but you're wrong. It's not being reported that way in the UK at the moment. It's being reported as a baying mob attacking her on her Let Women Speak tour. And once again, 
you cannot be a right-wing feminist. You cannot just be anti-trans to be a feminist. If you are against the natural left-wing ideology of feminism, you're not feminist. You're an anti-feminist. And most of those people standing alongside Posey are right-wingers. They're anti-feminists. They pretty much hate women, including the women in their ranks. So the optics it promotes is that there is a baying mob. Activism is the core of public opinion. Anyone that doesn't understand activism may think otherwise and that you're just yelling at your opponents is an effective way of changing things. But activism is about changing the public's view on a subject. That doesn't do it. So it's not being it's not being painted as a massive failure outside of, of Australia and New Zealand because they take those grabs from her being surrounded and jostled. And the both the right wing politicians and populists that pretend to be feminists solely when the issue of trans rights comes up and the the more vicious side of the trans rights activists are hijacking cis women's feminism which neither side likes to hear but it's true they're hijacking the issue we rarely ever hear from actual feminists anymore maybe a lot of them are put off speaking because they'll be thrown into the room with the nazis maybe they're just not given the same access to public space on in uh, news media um, but I'm, I've been looking at this online for the whole week and I've barely seen anything. Every single time I've seen anyone pretending to be a feminist, they've been a right-winger, which is not a feminist. Actual feminists I'm not seeing given any sort of oxygen at all. This whole vitriolic nature of the debate at the moment is to shove everyone you don't believe with in a room with a Nazi, and that is extremely self-defeating. Because it is a court public opinion, and most people, because of the vitriol associated with this issue, are not speaking, because they just get hammered. So we get a lot of people that would be left-wing being pushed into a room with Nazis. We've seen J.K. Rowling, who I have posted in uh, positive videos years ago when she first came out and spoke in defense of cis women. Since then, she's really taken on the, um, the trans mantle too much. Um, it's not up to me to tell any cis woman how to deal with feminism, but the focus for her on this issue has been to her detriment. But it would be an absolute lie to say that the majority of people don't support her. They do. Just because the noisier people, just like we see with the cookers and the right wing online, the noisiest people don't equate to the most people. Most people don't want to get involved, but they feel differently. And most of those people are completely for trans rights, but they're not for the level of vitriol and aggression that is being shown. It turns people off. I don't care whether you like hearing that or not. It's it does I really hate this notion which I hear a lot there's no woman's rights without trans rights yes there is that's a disgusting thing to say 
you wouldn't say there are no trans rights without cis women's rights. One group doesn't deserve rights because another group does or doesn't. They deserve their rights whether every other group doesn't get theirs. It's an awful thing to say, but it also goes to na uh, the nature of pointing out how this entire issue is painted from the public perception, which is that trans women get trans women's rights and some ownership of cis women's rights. That isn't on. And it always comes back to saying, but they're just women. They are. But you can't say that we also get, we get one group's rights and we get our own group's rights. There's either a separation or there isn't. You can't say both at once. It's like the Father, Son and the Holy Ghost or Schrodinger's cat in a box. You can't be both things at once. You can't say that we have our own unique identity as a trans woman, but we also want the identity of a woman. I would say this. I think that um, trans women and cis women both deserve equal ownership of their own rights, their own story, their own self-definition, their own politics. And I think that's a completely fair thing to say. You don't get to talk over cis women to feel that way. And at the moment, they're being hammered. And yeah, a lot of, um, a lot of people who are lefty feminists are very positive towards trans women's rights but that doesn't mean that cis women don't deserve ownership of their own story their own physical being their own identity their own spaces their own sports they worked very very hard to get those spaces for very good reasons we don't just horse trade their, their rights cis women are the only group the only group on earth that have their rights horse traded like they do. You don't give one group rights from another group. You create new rights for that group. It is a complete fallacy to say that a trans woman is exactly the same as a cis woman because a cis woman grew up as a toddler with a woman's body her entire experience from being a two-year-old was the expectation that society places on a cis woman growing up growing into her body having a physical body the attention that she gets from men the lack of opportunity that she may get solely based on being a cis woman that's her story to say that it is exactly the same as a trans woman's story is incredibly offensive just like it, a trans woman grows up usually in a man's body and has all of the different expectations placed on them which is their own often appalling life experience but they're different and to say that one has to remove those elements including their physical identity from their own story because women are just both groups at once isn't fair and it's turning people off and you, because of the vitriolic level of the debate, people just say, I don't care, stuff them. <clears throat> and push them into the room with the Nazis. Both groups grew up with their own unique identity and story and politics and self-definition. It's okay to be a feminist and not include a conversation about trans women. Because we don't ask other groups to do that. 
cis women are still the largest marginalised and oppressed group on planet Earth by miles. They have every right to talk about their own issue <coughs> without including another group first, as do trans women. At the moment, cis women and feminism from the left, which is the only true feminism, has been completely hijacked. And I can see this turning a lot of people towards a political agenda that they don't want to go to because they're being shut out of the conversation. 